Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States opinion syllabus in Uza Bionum versus Prochevsky. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast, please stay tuned to the end of the podcast. This is uh, Sociari to the United States Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit, argued January 12th, 2021, and decided March 8th, 2021. Petitioners are former students of Georgia Gwinnett College who wish to exercise their religion by sharing their faith on campus while enrolled there. In 2016, Chiki Uzabionum talked with interested students and handed out religious literature on campus grounds. Uzabionum stopped after a campus police officer informed him that campus policy prohibited distributing written religious material outside areas designated for that purpose. A college official later explained to Uzobionum that he could speak about his religion or distribute materials only in two designated speech areas on campus, and even then, only after securing a permit. But when Uzobionum obtained the required permit and tried to speak in a free speech zone, a campus police officer again asked him to stop, this time saying that people had complained about his speech. Campus policy at that time prohibited using the free speech zone to say anything that disturbs the peace and or comfort of persons. The officer told Uzabionum that his speech violated campus policy because it had led to complaints, and the officer threatened Uzabionum with disciplinary actions if he continued. Uzabionum again complained to the, uh, complied with the order to stop speaking. Another student who shares Uzabionum's faith Joseph Bradford decided not to speak about re religion because of these events. Both Uzabionum and Bradford sued certain college officials charged with enforcement of the college's speech policies, arguing that these policies violated the First Amendment. As relevant here, the students sought adjunctive relief and nominal damages. The college officials ultimately chose to discontinue the challenge policies rather than to defend them, and they sought dismissal on the ground that the policy change left the students without, a, without standing to sue. The parties agreed that the policy change rendered the students' request for injunctive relief moot, but disputed whether the students had standing to maintain the suit based on their remaining claim for nominal damages. The 11th Circuit held that while a request for nominal damages can sometimes save a case from mootness, such as where a person pleads but fails to prove an amount of compensatory damages, the student's plea for nominal damages alone could not by itself establish standing. Uh, the Supreme Court held the uh, decision is reversed and remanded, and Justice Thomas delivered the opinion of the court. A request for nominal damages satisfies the redressability element necessary for Article III standing, where a plaintiff's claim is based on a completed violation of a legal right. To establish Article III standing, the Constitution requires a plaintiff to identify an injury in fact that is fairly traceable to the challenged conduct and to seek remedy likely to redress that injury. That's uh, Spokio versus Robbins. The dispute here concerns whether the remedy Uzabionum sought, nominal damages, can redress the completed constitutional violation that he alleges occurred when campus official, officials enforced the speech policy against him. The court looks to the forms of relief awarded at common law to determine whether nominal damages can redress a past injury. The prevailing rule at common law 
was that a party whose rights are invalidated can always recover nominal damages without furnishing evidence of actual damage. By permitting plaintiffs to pursue nominal damages whenever they suffered a personal legal injury, the common law avoided the oddity of privileging small economic rights over important but not easily quantifiable quantifiable non-pecuniary rights. The common law did not require a plea for compensatory damages as a prerequisite to an award of nominal damages. Nominal damages are not purely symbolic. They are instead the damages awarded by default until the plaintiff establishes entitlement to some other form of damages. A single dollar often will not provide full redress, but the partial remedy satisfies the redressability requirement. That would be uh, Church of Scientology of California versus United States. Respondent's argument that a plea for compensatory damages is necessary to confer jurisdiction also does not square with the established principles of standing. And unlike an award of attorney's fees and costs, which may be the byproduct of a successful suit in an award of nominal damages, constitutes relief on the merits. A request for redress in the form of nominal damages does not guarantee entry to court. In addition to redressability, the plaintiff must establish the other elements of standing and satisfy all other relevant requirements, such as pleading a cognizable cause of action. Uzabionum experienced a completed violation of his constitutional rights when respondents enforced their speech policies against him. Nominal damages can redress Uzabionum's injury even if he cannot or chooses not to quantify that harm in economic terms. The court does does not decide whether Bradford can pursue nominal damages and leaves for the district court to determine whether Bradford has established a past completed injury. The decision below is reversed and remanded. Justice Thomas delivered the opinion of the court in which Justices Breyer, Alito, Sotomayor, Kagan, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett joined. Justice Kavanaugh filed a concurring opinion. Chief Justice Roberts filed a dissenting opinion. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast or support me as I work my way through law school, please find the podcast on Patreon or follow the PayPal link in the show notes. I would like to apologize if I mispronounced that name. I did the best I could.